Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the LifePoint Christian Church Podcast. Let's get started. So we're about a month into the new year, and statistics tell us that most people's New Year's resolutions have fallen by the wayside by now, which is why this year we chose not to add a whole bunch of new habits into your life and talk about those, but rather talk about some of the bad habits that are already in our lives that we can look to see to eliminate from our lives. So as we wrap up our series today, let's start off with a prayer, a prayer that hopefully you've been praying throughout the series, but what I want to do is I want to say it out loud together. I want to pray this prayer out loud together. It's Psalm chapter 139, hopefully you've been praying it, but let's do it together out loud, okay? So let's do that now. Search me, O God and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Amen. Well, that's what we have been pursuing and seeking and praying during this series. God, show me anything, any bad habit, any sin, anything that's in my life that that brings offense to you, that offends you. And so we've been looking at the the very bad habits of of lying and complaining and criticism. Now before we dive in today, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take about the next 15 to 30 seconds, and if you have any juicy information on somebody else, if you have some gossip, share it with somebody next to you right now. No, you better not do that. Because the reality is, hopefully once we're done with this message today, you're going to be quiet for a long, long time. Today we are talking about gossip. And if you don't like the message or you don't agree with it, you can just go gossip about me with somebody else and that's fine. Now I get it. I get it that any time we're with friends, family, co-workers, it's as if gossip is just a normal, natural, daily dialogue. It's part of our daily life. Some of you might be thinking, well, if I can't gossip, what do I talk about? Unfortunately, gossip is a really bad habit. It's a sin that deeply offends God. So the question is, if we're going to talk about gossip, what exactly is gossip? Now, the word gossip or gossiper has a very robust definition in Scripture. I want to give that to you now. A a, a gossip or gossiper is a betrayer of confidence or a revealer of secrets. A a gossip is a spreader of rumors or reports of an intimate nature. A gossiper is a a whisperer, a defamer, a backbiter, a talebearer, and my favorite word, a scandal monger. I mean, just hear that word, right? I've been looking all week for an opportunity to go up to someone who's gossiping and saying, how dare you, you scandal monger, right? I mean, just that word, you're like, oh, man. But that's what gossip is. The question is, how does God feel about gossip? What does God say about it? In Proverbs chapter 6, it tells us this. It says, there are six things the Lord, what? Hates. There are seven that are detestable to him. And you, he lists off a few of them. I'm going to get to the last two in verse 19. What does the Lord hate? What does God detest? A false witness who pours out lies. We talked about that a few weeks ago. And a person who stirs up conflict. 
Some translations say discord, stirs up strife in the community. That's where we get that idea of scandal monger. You see, it's interesting. Of all the things that God would hate, why does gossip make the short list? Think about that. Why would gossip be on the short list? Is it possible that because whenever we gossip, whenever we talk about other people, what we're really doing is we're talking about God's kids. And if you have kids, you know what that's like. If someone's talking bad about your kid, what are you going to do? Man, you're going to go ballistic, right? You're going to step in. Listen, nobody's going to talk bad about my kids except me. No, but we don't want someone talking bad about our kids. And so I think God hates gossip so much because he knows what it does to our, his kids. Now, I'm curious if you know somebody who gossips, raise your hand. If you've ever gossiped, raise your hand. Okay, so we look around. We all know people who've gossiped, and we have all gossiped. Gossip happens all the time. And the question is why? Why is the bad habit, why is the sin of gossip so sickeningly prevalent in our lives? Proverbs chapter 18 gives us insight into that. And it tells us this. It says, the words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the innermost parts. I love this translation. It describes it this way. It says, there's nothing so delicious as the taste of gossip. It melts in your mouth. Good image, isn't it? Bad, but it's a good image. Other translations say gossip is like a dainty little morsel. Gossip is like a dainty little morsel that the, the scripture says that melts in your mouth. In other words, gossip is like a bag of M&Ms. It's like a bag of M&Ms. Now, I, I'm curious, just so I know who's in the room, you have plain, peanut M&Ms, you have plain, and you have almond M&Ms. So let me just find out who's in the room. Raise your hand if uh, plain M&Ms, that's your thing. Raise your hand. Okay, I've got a bunch of theirs. Okay, those. If, if peanut M&Ms is your thing, raise your hand. Okay, that seems to always be the most. And then if almond M&Ms is your thing, raise your hand. All right, right there. There you go. Enjoy. Did somebody on this side of the room say almond M&Ms was their thing? Back there? Oh, almost, almost. I didn't want to go over heads back there, Greg. <laughs> Some of you are like, well, it's now my favorite, right? For me, almond M&Ms... Almond M&M's is, is, like, is like the devil's temptation for me. I mean, these things are straight from the devil for me. And once I start eating just one of these tasty little morsels that melts in your mouth, not in your hand, I can't stop. I eat the whole bag. I eat these by the bag. Now, some of you are like, well, man, that's a lot. Well, no, 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 no. I checked it out. It's not, a, it's not even a pound of chocolate. I noticed on here it says it's 15.90 ounces. So give me a break. I'm not eating a pound of chocolate. <laughs> Seriously, I praise God. Costco doesn't sell the giant tub of almond M&Ms like they do with the peanut M&Ms. Because if that happened, I'd be in a whole lot of hurt. Gossip is just like M&Ms. 
the Bible says. Dainty morsels. Well, it doesn't say that, but <laughs> I guess I should clarify that. Oh, boy. Someone's going to clip that out of it, and that's going to go viral. Let me clarify. Gossip is like M&Ms. Dainty morsels. Once you start in on that conversation, you can't stop. You can't just have one, so to speak. You get sucked in. As Proverbs says, it's delicious to us. It melts in our mouth, not in our hand, right? There's something sickeningly enjoyable about participating in the destructive bad habit or the sin of gossip. But man, as delicious as gossip is, I imagine that all of us in here, young and old, we've been stung by gossip at some point. That we have been hurt and we know the pain that gossip can inflict, the hurt and the wounds. Maybe you've lost a friendship over gossip that somebody shared with others and it destroyed a relationship. Maybe your career or your employment at one point has been impacted by gossip. Perhaps you've been the victim of gossip in a church environment and it's caused you to be skeptical of everyone in the church and maybe even for some skeptical of God himself. Gossip stings. It inflicts injury and destruction. Now, the challenge for you and I of overcoming the bad habit, the sin of gossip, is that it's very difficult for you and I to see it in the mirror. It's very difficult to see the gossip in ourselves that we're gossiping. Lay on top of that the fact that, the, that Christians have just, just this uncanny ability to spiritualize our sin. In other words, we have this ability to twist God's truth and giving us benefit of the doubt unconsciously so that we can justify our behaviors that aren't in line with Scripture. And so it's a recipe for disaster. So, for example, it's hard to see our bad habit of gossiping in the mirror because our sin of gossip sometimes will go out and we'll disguise it as a prayer request. Right? Right? Well, this guy said as a prayer request, well, Scripture tells us we need to pray for one another so that we can be healed. And listen, uh, we definitely need to pray for so-and-so because, because what? Really? We need, yeah, we need to pray for them because they're going through. And next thing you know, you're doing nothing but gossiping. But pastor, I mean, if what I'm talking about is true, shouldn't it be fair game? After all, if it's true, that's not gossip. How can something true be gossip? Well, Scripture doesn't tell you and I the line of delineation is true or untrue. That's not what Scripture tells us. Scripture tells us the determination is, the line is, if you want to look at Ephesians 4.29, that tells us that we are to speak only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit them. Sometimes sharing something that might be true is not going to be helpful for somebody. It's not going to build them up. In fact, it's going to tear them down. As the old saying goes, everything you say must be true, but not everything true must be said. 
It's why it's so important for you and I to ask ourselves the question, is what I'm about to say, is this kind of conversation, is it going to be helpful? Is it going to build up? Or is it going to be hurtful and tear down? Well, I think it's helpful because I care about them. And there you have it. That's why it's hard for you and I to see in the mirror. I think it's helpful because I'm trying to help them. I'm genuinely concerned about them. And so sometimes we don't see gossip in the mirror because we have disguised it as genuine concern for somebody else. We hear about something that's going on with somebody and we're concerned about that. And so we go then and share with somebody else. Say, hey, I'm really concerned about them. And then we take it to the next step of the spiritualizing. We say, I'm really concerned about them genuinely We need to pray about it. Did you get permission from that individual to talk about it? Did you get permission to talk to anybody else about that? You see, the danger is, as Scripture tells us in Proverbs 18, the tongue, in other words, what we say, what we talk about, what we speak, can bring death or it can bring life. Scripture is just clear to you and I. What you say can preserve life, build life, develop life, or it can destroy life. In other words, your words, my words, they have tremendous power. And so the question for you and I becomes, what kind of person do you want to be? What do you want to be known for? What do you want to be known for? Ask yourself that question. What do I want to be known for? Do I want to be known for as a person who speaks life and encouragement and and a type of person who builds others up? Or am I going to be known as that person who's always tearing others down, who's always bringing others down, as Proverbs 18 says that we just said, who's bringing death into people's lives? Do I want to be, be a person known for being, bringing destruction because of my gossip? What do you want to be known for? Because the reality is gossip always leaves a wave of destruction. Everybody involved gets hurt when there's gossip. For example, gossip hurts the person that is spoken about. When you gossip, you hurt the one who is spoken about. You can even destroy relationships. Proverbs 16 says, a troublemaker plants seeds of life. Gossip separates the best of friends. And some of you, you've experienced it. You have been separated from a really close friend or a relative because somebody was gossiping about you. The gossip hurt you and divided a relationship. Maybe someone confided in you, um, um, or you, excuse me, you confided in somebody. You, you had an issue, you had an addiction. And whether that was drugs, alcohol, pills, spending, pornography, whatever the case may be, you shared in confidence with somebody. But then all of a sudden, that person turns around and they go share it with somebody else. And that gets around. And next thing you know, what you shared in confidence, it looks like everybody knows. And it's extremely embarrassing to you. And, and, and you now you don't want to be around anybody. And the recovery process you were trying to be in all of a sudden spirals out of control. And now you dive deeper into your, your, conviction, or your, um, your addiction. All because somebody was gossiping about you. Gossip hurts the person spoken about, but gossip also hurts the listener. Did you know that? Gossip hurts the one who's hearing the gossip. 
Think about it. Some juicy information has been dangled in front of somebody. And again, what did we see? Scripture says that's delicious. It's like the bag of M&Ms, right? It's delicious. It melts in your mouth. It's a dainty morsel. And we want more. We can't just have one M&M. We want more. And the question is, why in the world would you want to corrupt another person and tempt them and ultimately hurt them by sharing gossip with them? Because that's going to be a temptation. That's delicious, Scripture says melting in somebody's mouth. Why would we want that for somebody else? Especially when Philippians chapter 2 tells us, don't be concerned only about your own interests, but also be concerned about the interest of others. God wants you and I to care about others, to care about the needs of others, what can hurt them, what can tempt them. Who does gossip hurt? Gossip hurts the person it's spoken about. Gossip hurts the listener. But gossip also hurts the one who's speaking the gossip. In Proverbs 25, it tells us, when arguing with your neighbor, don't betray another person's secret. Others may accuse you of gossip, and you'll never regain your good reputation. Wow. The thought that you can be a person full of integrity, full of truth, being this person who, who is just people will look at and say, oh, they're an amazing human being, amazing Christ follower. And all it takes to destroy that good reputation is talking about others, gossiping, being a scandal monger. That's all it takes. The reality is nobody looks at somebody who's a gossip and says, you know what, I want to be like that person. No one does that. And nobody says, you know what, I want to spend more time with that gossiper, except for maybe other gossips. The reality is, if you're a gossip, people are going to stay away from you. No one's going to trust you. Think about it. If you know somebody who's a gossip, or who tends to gossip, or gossips a lot, and talks about others, if you're in a conversation with them and you start hearing them gossip, the first thing you start thinking is, man, if they talk to me about that person, I wonder what they're saying about me to somebody else. And not only that, you find yourself saying, oh, time out. I want to be real careful what I share with this person, knowing that what I share with this person might end up for the whole world to hear or see. So who's getting hurt? By the gossip, the gossiper, because now all of a sudden people pull back and pull away, and they don't want to be around that person. And so that gossip or gossiper is more isolated, more disconnected from others. Gossip hurts the gossiper. People don't trust a gossip. You see, gossip's like a virus. It spreads easily and effortlessly. Gossip hurts everyone. It destroys friendships and marriages and work relationships and teams and companies and even churches. In fact, there's nothing more destructive in a church than gossip. Gossip is the tool that the devil uses to divide and ultimately to destroy a church. In fact, that's why it says in Proverbs chapter 26, fire goes out without wood and corals disappear when gossip starts, or excuse me, gossip stops. Corals disappear when gossip stops. Man, the fastest way 
to eliminate gossip and divisions in relationships, in companies, on teams, in churches, is get rid of the gossip. To which you say, okay, well, then how do I do it? How do I eliminate or at least move in the direction of eliminating the bad habit or the sin of gossip from my life? Well, first of all, we want to start off with guarding our ears. We want to guard our ears. Listen to Proverbs 17. It says, wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. It's not only wrong to speak gossip, but it's, the Bible says it, it's wrong to listen to gossip. Don't listen. Guard your ears. Cut it off. Don't listen. Protect yourselves. Cut off the conversation right away. Don't eat that one M&M, or next thing you know, it's 15.90 ounces that you've ate. Don't listen. Don't do it. Guard your ears. And by the way, when you or I allow somebody to talk about or tear down another, if you are going to listen and not guard your ears, you're actually promoting what's being said. Did you catch that? Because what you permit, you are promoting. That's why it's so important for you and I to ask our, myself, ourselves a question. If not me, then who? If not me, then who? If I don't step in, who will? So when someone shares something with you, you want to guard their ears. Don't eagerly listen. Instead, redirect the conversation. Immediately ask them a question. So why are you telling me this? You hear something from somebody, the first thing out of your mouth ought to be, so why are you telling me this? And hopefully by you saying that and asking that question, hopefully a little light bulb goes off in that individual. And they come to realize that maybe, and they pause and take a little inventory and realize, oh, why am I sharing this with you? And maybe it'll wake them up to the fact that they're gossiping. Some of you might say, well, man, I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if that's my style. That feels a little combative for me. Well, you can try a different question. You can try maybe a more subtle question. Someone shares something with you, and you're guarding your ears, and you're not going to let it go anyplace, and you say, you say, Hey, have you had a chance to talk to them about that yet? Have you had a chance to talk to them about that? The majority of the time, the answer is no. And so then you can come back and say, well, I think it's best if you talk about them. I think, excuse me, I think it's best that you talk to them. <laughs> As you're doing, keep talking about them. Give me more. I've got to get up to 15.90 ounces. I think it's best that you go talk to them. And that's something that Jesus talked about. That was the Jesus way. Jesus told us his approach, Matthew 18, Jesus was talking about conquer, uh, conflict and strife and discord. And when he was talking about that, he said, listen, here's what you need to do. If that's happening, you need to go privately to the person that's involved. Where there's the conflict, the discord. You go to them. You two talk. Don't involve anybody else. It's your best chance to deal with, take care of, resolve, end whatever's happening so make sure it doesn't spread, that it doesn't turn into a fire. So what are we going to do? We're going to guard our ears. We're going to ask important questions. So if we're on the receiving end of, of gossip, you've, you've heard it, you can't unhear it. 
you quickly uh, redirect with some questions so you end the possibility of the gossip spreading. To which some of you might say, well, I can guard my ears, but this person, they're just not picking up on the cues. And they're not grabbing a hold of this. Scripture has some serious admonition for us in that regard. In Proverbs chapter 20, it says, a gossip betrays a confidence, so avoid anyone who talks too much. Or as another translation says, don't hang around with the chatterers. Don't hang around with them. Don't be near them. You don't want that temptation of that delicious morsel that tastes good in our mouth. So first, we're going to guard our ears. Don't listen. Don't listen. Guard your ears. Next, to get rid of the bad habit of gossip, we're going to close our mouth. Scripture just says it this way, Proverbs 21, watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you'll stay out of trouble. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and, you're sta- and you will stay out of trouble. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to work on this verse together. We're each going to be a section, okay? First section right here. When, in a moment, you are going to say, watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, stay out of trouble. And I want you to do it with a little conviction, okay? Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, stay out of trouble. Not a lot of you over here, so you guys got to really bring it, okay? You ready? Here we're going to go. One, two, three. Okay, that's good, but we can do better. With more conviction. Good. There's conviction right there. You're like, man. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you will stay out of trouble. By the way, you all just memorized the verse. So you got your verse for the day, right? You memorized the verse. Good job. Well done. Listen. Refuse to repeat it. That's what Scripture's saying. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, stay out, and you'll stay out of trouble. So refuse to repeat it. Refuse to repeat it. Fire goes out without wood. And when you're in that moment and you're in that circumstance and you're in that situation and, and, and you find yourself with this urge, you've heard something, you have that dainty little morsel, you have that one M&M, what are you going to do as you try to guard your ears in that moment? Because you can't unhear what was just shared. Then ask yourself this question as you're being tempted to go back in deeper into that bag. Ask yourself the question, how would I feel if someone was sharing similar information about me, if I wasn't around, how would I feel? Go there quickly in your mind, because that's another principle Jesus talks about in Luke 6. Do to others as you would like them to do to you. Would you want somebody speaking about you the same kind of information that someone's now trying to share with you? So don't do it. Close your mouth. Keep your mouth shut. You'll stay out of trouble. Watch your tongue. Watch what you say. Zip it, and you'll stay out of trouble. What are we going to do? We're going to guard our ears. We're going to watch our tongue, keep our mouth shut, so we can stay out of trouble. And I hope as you see, as we've been going through this series, there's a commonality that's happening with this series with gossip, or excuse me, with lying, with our complaining, with our criticizing, and with our gossip. What's the commonality? It all flows from our big fat mouth, right? That's the problem. It's your big fat mouth and my big fat mouth. 
Or is that the problem? See, Jesus would say that's actually not the real problem. The problem isn't our big fat mouth. Our problem is our sin-stained heart. And the way Jesus said it is he said in Luke 6, he said, what you say flows from what is in your heart. So that's the real problem. Yes, it's bad enough. We need to deal with the bad habit of what comes out of our mouth. But the real root is our heart. And so that's tough to hear. Because what that tells me and what that tells you is it's bigger than what we're saying. It's, there's something going on inside of us. There's something happening inside of my heart that is causing me to lie and to complain and to criticize and to gossip. There's something that's happening inside my heart that would cause me to want to tear somebody else down. There is something going on in my heart that would cause me to need to elevate my, to, to devalue you so that I could elevate myself. There's something that's going on in my heart that causes me to have to push you down a little so I can feel a little better about myself. Our mouth, it just reveals what's happening on the inside in our heart. Your mouth speaks what your heart is full of. So what if? What if you and I allowed God to grab more a hold of our hearts? That's what God wants, is he wants your heart. What if you and I were to zero in more on his love and his grace and his forgiveness and his mercies in our life? What if we allowed ourselves to receive and to embrace forgiveness and to embrace his grace? Because when that happens, that's when our hearts begin to change. And as God starts transforming your heart and starts transforming my heart, we'll see more clearly. And we'll recognize, man, I don't have to put them down so that I can feel like I'm more accepted or I'm more loved. Because I understand in God's economy, God loves me unconditionally. Listen, if you would allow God to grab your heart, to transform your heart, that's when your mouth will change. You'll go from a place of lying, complaining, criticizing, and gossiping to this place where, as Proverbs says, you speak life into people. You speak life over people. See, here's what I hope. I hope you've realized throughout this series, your words matter. Your words have an impact. Your words have power. Proverbs 18 says, your words have the power of life or the power of death. And I want us to be mindful of what Jesus said in Matthew 12, chapter 12. He said, I tell you that everyone will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted and by your words you will be condemned. You're going to give an account. God sees it all. God hears it all. It doesn't matter if you whisper it. God hears it all. And ultimately, God's going to hold us accountable for every empty word, every harsh word, every divisive word, all of the gossip, complaining, criticizing, and arguing. But what if? But what if, instead of having to give an account for the lying, complaining, criticizing, and gossiping, what if our account that we're giving up to God is of building others up? 
What if our account that we give to God is not gossiping, but speaking the best about somebody? Assuming the best, never the worst, always giving the benefit of the doubt. What if we were to say, I want to be the person who builds up, who brings life to people, who brings blessing to people. As we talked about last week, as we dispense grace to people, I don't want to be the person who tears down, who destroys, who gossips, who destroys people and takes away life from people. I want my words to be words that are seasoned with salt, full of grace, full of love, lifting people up towards the God that we all love and we believe the best. I want my words to be helpful and kind, encouraging, full of blessing, not gossip and cursing. Our words are powerful. Our words are powerful. If you want to speak always life and not death, Keep in mind, Psalm 19 says this, the psalmist said, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord. How about you join in in that prayer? God, that the words of my mouth, what's in my heart, may that be pleasing to you. So what do you want to be known for? What do you want to be known for? Somebody who speaks life or takes away and destroys and brings death. What do you want? We hope you enjoyed today's message. You can learn more about us by visiting us online at lifepoint.org. If you are ever in the Sacramento area, we would love to see you in person. Events and service times can be found on our website. Thank you for listening, and we hope you join us for our next episode.